is thinking what's going on everyone another episode of thinking out loud with myself jermaine only one voice today but you know what it is sometimes it gets like that um schedules and stuff you know um but it's all good just trying to be consistent with it um hope everyone's well new week new blessings um you know and today it's going to be brief well it's always kind of brief to be fair there's not really um we don't really sort of have long episodes when it's just us two sometimes when there's guests yeah cool but um today we want to talk about the first 24 hours and what i mean by that is the first 24 hours of losing how i felt how that day was when i lost my parents and i think i remember my i think my dad the first 24 hours of my losing my dad was quite obviously it was devastating but i can't quite remember it clearly compared to the first 24 hours of losing my mum now that was hard because all i remember is you know the day we got the news um and then just it just felt so surreal it just felt like hang on a minute what like 24 hours prior to that i was just getting ready for work you know like any other day like uh, coming back from her thinking what am I, the only worry I was worried, the only trouble I had that day was what am I going to eat <laughs> should I go to the gym before or after I eat but I didn't know there was this unexpected visitor about to arrive at my doorstep and not only it was about to arrive I was about to not even knock but I was about to bang the door open literally bust the door open and that visitor like was grief you know, like, like it was unbeknownst to me. Like, it was so unexpected because I probably said this so many times, a few episodes before. Like, mum was a fighter. Like, she was someone that, for me, she's gonna live till eighty, ninety, even. I'm not gonna bury her anytime soon. So to hear that news, it's like what? Like she, she, she's gone. But it was such a crazy time. Like, it was such a mad time. And like, I remember to think to myself, like, this can't be real. Like, the the first 24 hours, you know, waking up to the news. Well, not the news, well, waking up the day after we got the news. I just, I just kept thinking, let this just be fake. Let this just be a case of, you know what, they got it wrong in the hospital. The doctors got it wrong. Like, it's, it's, it's a mistake. Like, literally, I legit felt like that it was a mistake. So... I think a part of me kind of was kind of clinging on to that. You know, I was in disbelief, denial. You know, I think that's, they say that's one of the the stages of grief. Is it denial and, no, what am I thinking? Is it denial or disbelief? But anyway, that's one of the, one of the, the things of grief. So I just felt like this is a, this is a dream, man. But I remember just waking up and my heart feeling so heavy, like as if to say like there's some sort of, something in my chest kind of like literally weighing it down like that that pain and like i just kept thinking you know what it's it's crazy like like she's gone she's not i'm not gonna see her again and oh it, it it's like a living night it's like a living nightmare man like i just think to myself like what on earth is this like how can this how can 
this be my reality. Like, literally, I remember it was a Friday. I started off the week in, in just like, yeah, like just being normal, like thinking everything, there's not going to be no surprises this week. Nothing. I just felt it was going to be a normal week as every other week has been normal, normal, normal. But that Friday, the day of the news, like life-changing, life-changing. And I'm not sure if any of you listening, those of you who've who've been, who've lost someone, whether it's your parents or a parent, like I can imagine that first 24 hours must be just a day of so many, like maybe questions, so many things you're just thinking, why, how, like could could this be prevented? Could they have done more? Like, you know, a sense of, you know what, are these people to blame? Like in my case, I just felt like, whoa, the hospitals, why is it that they didn't do more? Why is it that um, the family that were with her at the time in the hospital, why didn't they do more? It's just so many things like, but, you know, at the time I, I, I kind of have had this thing of someone is to blame, like definitely someone is to blame, you know, the doctors, you know, but I, what what am I gonna do from, I'm like Nigeria is like what three thousand miles of. Oh shit, my geography is a bit mad. Three thousand miles, or, or is it six thousand miles? I don't know. Some I don't know. So, yeah, either one of those. So I'm. What am I gonna do all the way from London? Am I gonna go to Nigeria and and confront these doctors and tell me, oh, why what why did you let my mum die? Why did you not do more? to save her? Why did you let her get into cardiac arrest? Why did you give her the wrong blood? I'm just here, like, hopeless. I'm just, I'm just there, like, trying to process everything. You know, I, I think it was a lot to take on. Of course, there's a lot to take on. You know, that's something that it's going to be hard for anyone, not just me, anyone that's going to lose a parent. You're going to find it hard. But looking back now, like anger was my anger was short lived because I, I think after a while I realized you know what I can't be angry at everyone because there's all like that's that's a battle I'm not gonna win that's you know yes there might have been some um, what I say negligence on the hospital's part there might have been they they you know they maybe they yeah maybe they could have done more but that battle trying to 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 process that and and conquer that is is difficult. It's out of my control in a, in a sense, and what that's what I've kind of learned now. Like it's not something that I I could, you know, about I could win, you know. But of course, it's it's a feeling of like um, injustice when it comes to that. It's, it, like for for a split second, well not a second, for a brief moment, I felt like there was some injustice when it came to my mum. Like you know, hospitals in Nigeria are like they're terrible. I'm not saying all hospitals, but I just felt that one in particular was terrible. Like, I just felt like, I was angry at everything. I'm thinking like, why is it that they couldn't have done more? And I kind of felt, if she was here, would it be a different story? You know, would they be better? Like, but I don't know. I don't know, you know? But what I do know is that, you know, with grief, there's so much layers to it. And, and for some people it's complex, you know, because my grief was, you know, was a case of I've lost my mom. She didn't. She wasn't in a bad place when she died. She wasn't. She wasn't. Um, I would say, you know, I didn't have any. We didn't have any personal like 
any personal, I didn't have no, I wasn't, basically, I wasn't beefing my mum when she died. I wasn't on bad terms. I wasn't, you know, or she wasn't in a bad place, you know. So I, I kind of, I'm kind of glad that that was the case. Because if, if it was a case of she, you know, I had been at loggerheads with her over, over something or we had been not on good terms, then my grief would be a lot more complex, you know. So as as weird as it is, I'm kind of glad that, that I have this type of grief that I have, if that make, I don't know if that makes sense. Because I know there's some people where the grief is a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot harder because there's so many other layers that they're dealing with. For some, maybe it's a case of, and I wanna say this carefully, I, I don't wanna trigger anyone. Um, there's some people where like their grief is complex because um, the person, their parent or the person they, they lost might have died due to suicide. So you might you, you might think at that point, you know, did I do enough to help them? Why is that they couldn't reach out to me? There's so many different things and I can't I don't so for those listening I I, I do apologize if you do feel triggered or you know someone who kind of is dealing with that sort of grief, you know, because it is it is sensitive and it must be hard because you just think to yourself, what could I have done? And it's so crazy, man. Like we're all like those of us that are in this grief community, kind of, we're going through it. We all basically we're all in it together, as when we we know what it's like. But then there's so many different layers that people are going through that that I might not even understand, or or vice versa, you know. You know, so that that first twenty four hours for 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 me is was hard, was difficult. But for someone else, it might have been even harder because again. There might be a layer to it because the, the cause of death might have been something that they didn't expect them to die. Or, you know, whether it's suicide, whether it's 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 you know the, the person was murdered. You you just think all 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 different kind of things, and like it's 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 crazy. It's crazy, man. You know, and I just wanna you know just say like to those who who are experiencing that that sort of complex grief due to the person they 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 loved and lost passing away um because of suicide or or or, or being murdered like being murdered it's it's hard it's it's difficult it's difficult um you know and i, I honestly don't know even what to say but i just one thing i kind of realized for me in that first 24 hours was like you know there's everyone's around me that I have a lot of support, but I just I just felt so isolated. Even though a lot of people were coming to the house, like this auntie's coming to the house, that person's coming to the house, and I'm just like, well, I don't know half of these people, but I know they knew my mum. I know they're here for my mum. They're here to pay their respects, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. But I just felt so isolated. I mean, there's that the house was was packed, people in the living room, but I never felt so. I just felt so isolated. I just felt so alone. And, you know, and, and I felt vulnerable because it's the, the first time, like, a lot of people, I'm around a lot of people, and they see me in this vulnerable state. Even those that those that know me, like, friends, like, who've never really seen me vulnerable, see me in this state of of of, of sorrow. Like, I'm down, I'm, I'm crying. And at the time, I was like, I just felt a bit embarrassed because, like, my friends that haven't seen me like this. They haven't seen me, you know, like... They haven't even seen me cry. I don't think any of my friends have seen me cry up apart well, up until the point when my mum my died. But, you know, they haven't seen me yeah, they haven't seen me cry. So I'm just like 
yo, like, this is, man, what they're thinking of me. Like, I remember literally breaking down, like, dr- like, breaking down, like, just collapsing on the floor due to just the news. And I remember, like, one of my boys, like, helping me up. And I just felt so helpless. Like, I just felt so weak. You know, like, that, that first 24 hours was, was crazy, man. Like, so hard. I think that, w- I, f- I would say that's, like, the that was, like, the hardest day. I think no. The first, the so what it was, the day we found out the news of my mum's death. Um, no, what am I getting at? Yeah, the, sorry. The day we found out the news, the um, day after, so the first twenty four hours, and the day of the funeral. So like, I would say three days were, were probably those three days were probably the hardest three days of my entire life. Like. I remember the day of the funeral, I was, I was so scared, like, going to see her that one last time, you know, I just felt like, nah, this is mad, like, mum is not going to look like mum, but it's weird, like, I don't really remember how the first 24 hours of my dad was like, I think, you know, I think I do it, but I think what it was, the first 24 hours of my dad, I think it was a lot, it was almost the opposite, where I wasn't really, I was sad, but I wasn't sad, as sad as I was for my mum, because I think with my, my dad's person, I was, it was more of a thing of, you know what, I know he's not, I know he's at peace now, I know he's not suffering, because he was ill, and, you know, like him, I I won't say, I don't, I wouldn't say I would, of course I wouldn't want my dad, I want my dad to still be alive, but, he just suffered, and, him dying, he was at peace, you know, so I think, that first 24 hours was, was, I was at a place where I just kind of felt um, settled in the sense that I know he's not suffering anymore. I know he's not going through pain. Of course, like of course, I would, I would want him to get, but I want him to get, but I want him to like to to beat the illness. I want him to like to fight all the way through. But you know, it just wasn't, it just wasn't, um, it just didn't happen. So you know, but. I'm kind of glad he wasn't suffering anymore. So I think, you know, that first 24 hours, you know, I was just more kind of like a bittersweet, it was like a bittersweet moment of happiness that he wasn't suffering, you know. So I, I didn't I didn't find the grieving process hard or that the first 24 hours hard because I was just like, you know, I, I know like that, he tried, man, he tried. But his journey, was, his journey just had to come to an end. I don't know that that sounds messed up. Of course, I didn't. I don't. Wi- I didn't. I don't wish that my dad had died. Of course not. I, I, I would have wanted him to be here. Like, and even, and even when he was alive and he was sick, there was even a part of me that was hoping that he would get better and we would do like father son stuff like. Go to Arsenal games. Do you know what I mean? Cause, uh, you know what I'm saying like, watch the Gunners. I've even got, I've even got the top on. You know what I'm saying repping the team. Obviously, come on, Arsenal till I die. Gunners for life. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so you know what I mean. I, I, all that kind of stuff. Like we we would have father son moments. We would bond, man. We would like just just do what fathers and sons do. Just enjoy life, like. But that didn't happen. That didn't. And it was sad, man. It was sad because 
his fight was was different, but I, like my mum, I always saw my dad as as a fighter as well. Um, you know, but my mum was the ultimate fighter. She just, I've never seen her, that woman in pain. I've never seen her like even cry. Have I seen my mum cry? Cry of laughter, yeah. Like that woman, when she, that woman can laugh hard, like when she's <laughs> when she's laughing, yeah, she laughs hard to the point where she tear, that tears are coming out, you know. So it's like I've never. So my mom was always like superwoman to me. She was always strong. I never really saw her in pain, you know. So I guess like with her, I didn't ever expect her to like to depart so soon to go so soon you know um but you know what it is like like i said but I, I don't know the reason why you know like i said like I, i've stopped trying to fight the, the whole you know what could more could have been done could this hospital could have done this or that that kind of battle is out is out of my control you know no but i just kind of thank god that i'm still breathing and in a place where i can talk about bereavement so freely without it if without me feeling any type of way or without me like I don't know just just suffocating mentally like you know like I think that's a blessing in itself and you know and to those listening I know the it's not always hard you know I think I, I do want to encourage people to kind of um, talk about it like feel comfortable of course feel comfortable talking about it it's not always easy you know, um, because again, like it's not like grief yet. Yeah, it's a normal, it's part of life. But I feel like with me, I never want to admit it because I never thought it would be part of my life so soon. Like, you know, like how like life's life's sort of plan. I didn't, I didn't see grief being anywhere. So like, so part at this stage of life, I didn't see it being here. Like I just thought grief is something that I would deal with in my older years, not as a, not as in my twenties, in you know, way, 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 way into the fifties, the sixties, seventies, you know, you know what I mean? But you know, li life is unexpected. Life doesn't go according to my plan, it's, it's God's plan. And I'm not saying it's, it was God's plan to to for him to take my parents, but I don't you know, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know I don't know the reason why. You know, I don't I, that's something that I'm I would I find out now, later? Maybe, who, who knows? Um, you know, but like back to what I, what I was saying in terms of like normalizing the conversation on grief, you know, I'm not saying it, it's not going to take me alone, but I, if I can start, then I want to start like, you know, by doing this podcast, you know, um, we just talk about it, normalizing it because those of you listening, that people, there might be, might, a lot of you might understand, you know what it's like you understand that it's, it's a hard thing to discuss. It's not easy to discuss. And whilst I'm not, when I say people should talk about it, I'm not I'm not saying people, we should force people, of course not. It should be at their own pace, you know, at, at, to people who they feel comfortable talking to, to people who they feel comfortable talking to, that's important, you know, because you don't want to just open up to anyone. I always say this and I'm always going to repeat, I'm always going to keep saying it, like talk to people you feel comfortable opening up to. And another thing, especially again, like not to go too much with this whole narrative, why I'm going to go into it, like men don't talk, you know, it's a narrative, you know, of course, not all men, not all men, of course not, so I shouldn't say all men, some men don't talk, but I want to kind of change that, I want to kind of, well, we, like, well, 
I speak, I'm kind of sp- speaking for Ben here, but he's not here. But we want to kind of change that. We want to like through the platform, you know, through this platform, like have more disc, more um, uh, discourse with men, more um, you know, conversations about about grief, man, and just mental health and all different things, because you know, again, there's there's we have these different types of men, like the strong, silent type, but. Cool, you can still be strong and can still talk. Again, in a safe space. That's what it's about. It's always about a safe space, you know. Um, but honestly, like, like I said, like looking back at this whole journey of grief, and I feel like um, even at the time when I, when I lost my parents, I didn't really know what grief was or what I was feeling was grief. It's only it's only so much like now, like looking back like kind of just like reflecting on things, I realize, you know what, like this is what grief is. Like it's, there's and there's different types as well. You know, there's different types. It's not even like, and that's one thing I learned as well, there's so many different types. One thing I've uh, I noticed, well, I learned is that there's, um, I'm not gonna name all the types because I don't know them off by head, but one type of grief that I know of is uh, cumulative grief. So grief, when I say that, it means that it's grief that is, literally one after the other so for me obviously it was like that because i lost my mom so i lost my dad then lost my mom then I lost my granddad then I lost my friend so it's like one loss another loss another loss and another loss so all that in accumulation is what we call uh cumulative grief like grief that just one after the other and i don't even have time to process each and every one of them you know so i guess i feel like that's what makes me feel a bit um, I would say like desensitized when I hear about death. Like, like I almost feel like I don't have any emotions. Like, and it's mad. I'm, I'm not saying I, I don't. I should, I should. But I think because of that, because I've had so many losses, I'm just almost like numb to it. You know. But yeah, it's 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 a it's a um, it's a hard thing. To deal with and just to wrap up um those of you who've been listening all the way through um i just want to say like it's not easy thing like grief you know like so many emotions come over you like it's a for, for some of us like myself like grief has never really been like grief has always been a foreign concept to me like it's never really been on my doorstep like I've always kind of heard, oh, this person passed away, that person passed away, uh, that person passed away. But I'm always like, it doesn't, I don't really feel, not, I don't really, it doesn't really directly affect me because like, it wasn't like, never really been like my immediate circle of people, you know? So I never really kind of was confronted by it. But like losing my parents, like literally, that it doesn't, get, it doesn't get closer than that. That's literally on my doorstep. That's in the house. That's even on doorstep. Like grief is in my house. Like grief is in my house. It's that unexpected visitor in my house. And what it is, it's not even, like I said before, it's not even grief didn't knock on my door. Grief like literally barged through the door and knocked us all down. Like so unexpectedly, out of nowhere, no warning, no nothing. You know, like it's actually mad. But um, that's my time, guys. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. Um, as always, subscribe 
to the podcast on Instagram, Thinking Out Loud Pod underscore. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. If you listen on there, leave us a review, um, give us a ratings, you know, all that stuff. We appreciate all the support. Um, if you have any questions for us, our, our emails are open, our DMs are open. You know, you want to really engage and interact with a lot of you who listen, a lot of you who are going through things um, that you might not want to, might not feel comfortable discussing, or you want to save space. Follow the Instagram page, just support, you know, just support. But other than that, that's it for me today. Over and out. Take care.